תפילת החברים. Blessed and beloved Creator, we thank you for allowing us to advance together on the path. We ask you for strength and joy for the word Kli in the ascents and descents. We beg you to prepare us now for our next ascent on the holiday of Passover. Amen. Nine, Rav, please. Yes, so we are continuing our preparation for uh, Egypt and the exodus from Egypt. We need to understand this entire process that we have around the holiday of Passover because it includes the entrance into the evil inclination, getting to know the evil inclination, which is uh, ruling over us as Pharaoh, the necessity to eventually run away from the will to receive in order to receive, and in the end, <coughs> tonight we run away from it. And uh, we reach a free land, meaning a free desire. Eretz, land, means ratzon, desire. And free means that it is not under our will to receive. Thoughts that the Creator created deliberately in order for us to feel how much we are the opposite of Him. And, and so that we will be able to emerge from this control and reach identification with him, with the Creator himself. And so actually, if we can put it this way, our entire reality that we feel before the next world, before the end of correction, this whole reality includes Passover within it. That we feel ourselves as being in a certain unknown state. Later on, we enter Egypt and there we suffer so much so that we can no longer bear it. And then this feeling pushes us out, out of Egypt. This is how we come out of it and reach adhesion with the Creator, which is called the land of Israel. Eretz land is a desire, and Israel means Adam 9 again. We can interpret what Abraham the Patriarch asked of the Creator. How will I know that I will inherit it? For how will they be able to accept the burden of faith? Since it is against reason. And who can go against reason 
Thus, how will they come to be granted the light of faith? Since perfection depends on this alone. That they will be able to perform actions in order to bestow without any justification in the will to receive. Yes. The Creator answered him about this. No, for certain, etc., that they will be in exile. This means that he prepared a klipa, which is the evil inclination, an evil person, Pharaoh, king of Egypt. The letters of the word Pharaoh are like the letters of the word Oref. As the Ari wrote, that Pharaoh is considered the Oref, the narrow in the sea. He would suck out the abundance that comes to the lower ones with his question, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice? By this very question, they are in the hands of the Klipot. Да, дорогой Раф, а что это за свойство фараона, который задает этот вопрос, почему я должен слушать голос Творца? Вот что это за свойство? Why shall I obey his voice? What is this quality in our work? The egoism, the source of the egoism, the center of uh, the source. And all the rest is already the quality of the Creator. But what exactly does it mean under the, the ter- this specific case? It's not that I just want to enjoy something. It's with respect to the Creator. Some quality that wants to dominate instead of Him or what? Pharaoh is the desire to rule. Be the king over whatever he wants, without thinking about anyone, without taking anything or anyone else into account. That's Pharaoh. So, right now, how will I find him? In the ten or what? In each one of us, there is this uh, particle of desire called Pharaoh. In each one of us. So he wants to be instead of the Creator? That's the main thing? Well, if he is the one who is in control, who is managing, then he is in the place of the Creator. So now, in the lesson, I just, I don't want to give, make enough room for the Creator and determine everything? Is that is that it? Beloved Rav, why this? Why there's this klipa that influences Pharaoh? 
why was this shell created that is called Pharaoh in order for us to be able to choose the quality of the Creator, to come closer to it, to adhere to it, and to be like Him, like the Creator. This is why the shell of Pharaoh was created, the evil inclination, the king of Egypt, the will to receive in order to receive. This deliberately gives us a contradiction of the opposite form of the Creator, and then we can choose light out of darkness. Otherwise, we won't see, we won't be able to discern either the light or the darkness, the will to receive or the will to bestow. Then we will be just like the still vegetative and animate. Only a human, a dumb, meaning this animate that rises from the animate degree to the speaking degree, only he can begin to distinguish what does it mean to be a dumb, similar to the Creator. Okay. Latin 6. Latin 6. Buenos días, querido Rap. Rab, frente a la sensación del exilio, ¿cuál debe ser nuestra conducta correcta? Porque se ve que el Creador... Opposite the feeling of exile, what should be our correct behavior? According to what I understood, the exile was given to Abraham like a blessing. We have to feel the exile that, that we are in the will to receive in the beginning and we agree with the will to receive. And this is why we become slaves, good slaves. We keep everything that the will to receive wants to do within us. After that comes a time when we begin to feel that the will to receive is ruling us, that it's not exactly our nature, but rather He is ruling us. This is already called the beginning of the exile. And later on comes a time of, and they sighed from the work, that we don't want to be under the rule of the will to receive. We want to get rid of it. Meaning, we want to get closer to the will to bestow, to be similar to the Creator. And then begins the struggle between the will to receive and the will to bestow. This is how the Creator plays with us in order for us to want, to truly want to emerge from under the control of the will to receive. 
And after we truly want to come out of the will to receive, then we get this liberation. We come out from Egypt. And we enter the land of Israel. This entire process is ahead of us now. And we need to study it, to understand it, to keep it, to realize it. And so Rav says here that they will merit the light of faith since the entire wholeness depends on it. So why specifically faith allows us to reach wholeness and what is wholeness? Wholeness or perfection, it's the state where a person is above his will to receive. Above the will to receive, he is able to govern the will to receive. This is considered whole. And the light of faith is the light of Hasadim that is able to elevate a person above the will to receive. And the person then does not belong. He doesn't uh, listen to or doesn't bow down before the will to receive. Sorry, before the will to receive. And he's therefore able to be free. Yes, Michael. Rav, I have a question about the excerpt, because until now, when we read about Abraham's question, how will I know that I'll inherit it, he asks about the vessels, and here he interprets that he's asking about the lights, how will they acquire the light of faith, and it's unclear what's the connection between faith above reason and, and the, the vessels that they'll have to, to, to come out. What, what does light mean? Light means something that is felt inside the vessel. But he's asking, uh, well, about the vessels, it's clear. We kind of clarified it. Now, why is he writing specifically about the lights and faith above reason? It's un- unclear. Everything depends on the vessels. So, what's the connection between the kli and the faith above reason? When the vessel reaches a state, when the light expands in it, it is called the light of Hasadim, and it elevates the vessel above the calculation in the will to receive. Item 10. When the person should work for the sake of the Creator, which is to him above reason, a person has no regard for this, since the body resists working for no reward. So, Therefore, when we say to the body that we must work only in order to bestow upon the Creator, the body says that this is far from the mind, and it is not worth straining for such work.
then a person sees that he cannot overcome the body. As Balasulam explained, the fact that it is not within man's power to emerge from the control of the will to receive for himself, the Creator did this on purpose, so that by this, a person will acquire a need for the Creator's help, for otherwise he is lost. Hence, when a person asks the Creator to help him, by this he receives help from above. This is the light of the Torah, which reforms him. As said in the Zohar, that by this he receives kelim, and a need to attain the Naranchai of Neshama. This was the Creator's answer to Abram's question, how will I know that I will inherit it? We can hear you. How do we take advantage of this feeling, uh, this this descent, this Egypt, and we don't let it dissipate? To just really take advantage of it to rise higher and receive the lights. Look, without the force of resistance, you won't have the force to move forward. Because anything by which you can advance, it is only against the disturbances. And if there are no disturbances, you will not move. And therefore, to the extent that there are disturbances, you must scrutinize them sort them, and go against them. This is truly the only force that you have with which to move forward towards the Creator. This is why the Creator says, I created the evil inclination. Now, you have the possibility to advance towards me. Now, you can sort out precisely where I am and take steps towards me. This is what happens to us in life. Yes? So I'm saying this time it's really felt. I think... For the whole kli, this thing is, this state is happening. And I don't want it to just go back to the nice, pleasant feeling that was before. I don't want that. I want to really do the scrutiny, but I can't understand what I'm supposed to scrutinize. What, what are we scrutinizing in this state? You have to scrutinize with which qualities, desires, intentions, forces we advance towards the Creator. That we advance towards Him in the opposite manner, from the evil inclination. And then the evil inclination becomes help against one. And this is how we advance. Okay. 
כן, האמת שאני שומע מה אתה אומר, אני חייב להגיד שאני לא... that pulls you to some direction, then you should know that the Creator is in the opposite direction. Is this clear? Yes, that's, that's very clear. Actually, it's also felt on the flesh, but when you do this opposite action, am I supposed to receive some response or just... Well, then we will scrutinize what to do. But first of all, we should know that, that all of the desires that we have that exist within us, they are all opposite to the Creator. It has to be in its place. Now, we're talking about how do we detect which direction the Creator is in. So anything that pulls us, we know inclination, yes. I don't know. In the meantime, I receive or accept whatever the evil inclination gives me. I don't say it's the good inclination or the evil inclination, but I'm going to scrutinize it. This is the beginning of our work in Egypt. That we don't know. Is it the evil inclination or the good inclination? Where does it come from? Where is it pulling me to? All of these things, I need to scrutinize them. All of our work in Egypt is to be in between two forces, the Creator and Pharaoh. And when we decide that we must exit from the rule of Pharaoh, then it is considered that we run away from Egypt in the direction of the Creator, in the direction of the will to bestow, in the direction of the land of Israel. Thank you, Rav. How do you distinguish between good and evil? How do we scrutinize a sort between the bad and the good? Well, good means that I want to connect with the friends, and together with them I want to connect with the Creator. All in all, there are just two steps here that I need to take. This is called good. And bad is the opposite form. With all kinds of uh, excuses uh, that I don't want to connect. Good means connection in the direction of uh, returning to the system of Adam Harishon, and bad is the opposite. Can you hear me? We have two questions. 
a question from our deficiency. When we are inside these clamps of the force of uh, Pharaoh, even if we understand it in our mind, it's not enough in order to connect. We have to turn to the Creator. So what should we do if we don't have this desire in the heart? We need to want it. Or is it enough to just understand it and turn to him with words? Well, it's enough to understand it and to turn to him, even if there's no special desire for it. Later on, gradually, the desire will come. Okay, if, I can, if we can ask another question. Hello, Rav. Hello, World Klee. Please tell me, in order to discover the desire for the help of the Creator, should we exhaust our efforts to exit from the nature of reception to the nature of bestowal? Rav, it's possible, but it's not necessary. Otherwise, you'll wait for a thousand years until you will exhaust yourselves. You'll keep searching for something else and something else. You need to try to support each other so that immediately you'll turn to the Creator, because only He can truly help you. These excerpts that we read, they seemingly calm you down. They tell you that the evil inclination was made by the Creator in order to develop within you the required desire so that you will turn to Him. So you turn to Him and it seems like Maybe he helps you. Then again, the will to receive grows, and you understand that it comes from the Creator. But when does this true desire come? When you want to exit the will to receive, because each time you pacify yourself that yeah, it comes from the Creator, this is how it has to be, and there's no true desire to emerge, to come out. There is just the understanding that the Creator does it deliberately. Rather, the Creator does it deliberately in order for you to want to come out of your ego. It's just that if you come out of the egoism, seemingly you lose your connection with Him, with the Creator. You have nothing else to hold on to, so how will you be connected to the Creator if not in such a way? Rav. So, what, wasn't the egoism also given to you by the Creator? Yes, this is exactly what I'm talking about, and the excerpts also tell us about it, that everything comes from the Creator. But you have a desire to come out of it. But on the other hand, you, you will seemingly disconnect from the work that He is giving you. Perhaps so you should come closer to Him in order to bestow not in order to receive and then you'll come closer to the Creator. Otherwise, you're the opposite of the Creator. Yes. It's just that the, the source excerpts tell us that He is giving us all of this work in order for us to develop our request toward to Him. And if you want to emerge from this, then the necessity for the request disappears. Rav then you'll have a different demand. You want to receive from him the quality of bestowal. You don't want to run away from the ego, but rather you want to get closer to the Creator. There are two forces. 
one that rejects and one that attracts, draws closer. That's itself my question. How can I develop within me the request to come closer to him, not just to run away from the, from my, the egoism that brings me? How can I develop the right request to get closer? Rav, with the friends, with the friends. So that you will be envious of them and you will support them and they'll do the same towards you. To be envious of what exactly? Rav, of their progress. <coughs> what else can you be envious of? understand light and darkness. We have to advance and what used to be darkness to us becomes light and vice versa. What used to be some light becomes darkness. That's how we transform from plus to minus, from minus to plus. And that's how we advance from right to left to right to left. He was asking, how can we understand light and darkness as one? And do we want to reach a state where there is no difference for us between light and darkness? We'll get get to a point where there is no difference between darkness and light, only in our final correction. About this it writes, and the darkness will shine as light. The darkness shines as light. Because indeed, there is no darkness, there is only light. Because everything is the appearance of the light towards our vessels. Either they are in a will to receive, or they are in a will to bestow. But in truth, it is all light. Understand? Can I accept the bad as good? Until we reach the end of correction in uh, faith above reason. What does it mean to, to accept the bad as good? Well, here it's said that we cannot accept the bad as good until the end of correction. That's what I heard. I don't know what you heard there. The, the bad is bad, the good is good. And I have to always raise myself in my feeling, my observations, so that the evil becomes even worse for me and the good even Except number 11. A person must begin the war so as to have vessels and a need for salvation and the help of the Creator. As it was said, if the Creator did not help him, he would not overcome it. It follows that he did not give man the ability to win the war on purpose. Since through the war, one obtains the vessels and the need 
for the abundance. Hence, we need both. For one to enter the war in order to obtain vessels, and the help that is required is that specifically the Creator will help him. Since through the help he obtains the inheritance of the land that the Creator promised to Abraham. You see how in a single quote he gives you the entire process here. Again, Again excerpt number 11, a person must begin a war so as to have vessels and a need for salvation and the help of the Creator. As it was said, if the Creator did not help him, he would not overcome it. It follows that he did not give men the ability to win the war on a purpose. Since through the war, one obtains the vessels and the needs for the abundance. Hence, we need both. For men to enter the war in order to obtain vessels. And the help that is required is that specifically the Creator will help him. Since through the help, he obtains the inheritance of the land that the Creator promised to Abraham. He wrote there in the excerpt we just read that a person should enter a war, must begin a war. What does it mean to begin the war? What does he fight against? How does he fight? With what? There are always two forces in a person if we're talking about the spiritual path. One pulls him sideways, left or right or back and forth, but up and down all directions. And then he has to exactly detect with what force does he advance towards the purpose of life, the purpose of of creation. That's his work. So what does it mean to enter the war, begin the war? To enter the war, meaning to respond correctly to the force working on him. I'll read. A person must begin the war so as to have kelim and a need for salvation and the help of the Creator. As was said, if the Creator did not help him, he would not overcome it. It follows that he did not give man the, the ability, the Creator didn't give man the ability to win the war on purpose. Since the war, through the war, one obtains the kelim and need for the abundance. Hence, we need both to enter the war so as to obtain kelim and the help that is required is that specifically the Creator will help him since through the help 
he obtains the inheritance of the land, the rule over the desire that the Creator promised to Abraham, meaning that by that he arrives. So, so what's the question? Similarly, a person has to bring himself into a war that he says here that the person will not be able to win that this war. Person himself, of course, he can't. So, is this uh, a war of the person? And the creator can uh, win then whatever he brings the person. How is the person even involved here? The person determines. Who does he want to win? Man himself, to begin with, has no forces. No forces, not good, not good force, not bad force, he's zero. Zero. And the Creator gives him forces by these forces. As they appear in the person, the person begins to feel what is the good force, what is the bad force, where is he drawn, and why. And that's our whole work. It's like a war that is endless. Every day it's war. Every day. Ten years, twenty years, your whole life. Every day a person is in this war. Why do you imagine it to be endless? What's the end of the war? What's considered success in a war that it's worthwhile to get into it? that I am despaired of one force and I respect the other force and I follow it based on my goal, which is to adhere to the Creator. So I choose this single force, that this one force that ultimately leads me to adhesion with the Creator. But then another desire awakens, another will to receive. and uh, That's for me to rise from one degree to the next, but there's an end to those degrees. What is the end? The end is that I adhere to the Creator, to the force of bestowal. also about the same uh, matter so I understand at the beginning of the war it's not just once but every time there is a state where one I have to decide that I'm beginning a war of course each and every day we start a new war so the question is how do I know that I'm truly fighting that I'm uh, is there a way to know that I'm fighting in the right, the right direction or just fighting myself based on the books and the friends that's it from the books you learn and towards the friends you try to actually realize it then you see how you advance First uh, question, if I may, he says the person should begin the war, not just to fight but he has to initiate it what is this initiative, this beginning Man chooses what's important to him, what does he, what is he fighting for, and how does he advance. He knows that he has to descend to Egypt, because that's where progress leads until the final correction, and then when he 
comes out of Egypt, he learns also how to advance, and there he goes, step by step. That's our work, to go through all those states, to accumulate, to collect, to pick the fruit from each and every state, and organize it in our basket, in our fruit basket, where with which we come to the final correction. Rabash writes in one of his articles that our, our war is for the glory of his name. What does that mean? That what the Creator arranged as a process of corrections for us and to the extent that he guides us through these corrections, it's all really towards him, towards the Creator, that we will come to adhesion with him. And as it says, and you will be knowing God, good and evil. This phrase, for the glory of his name, it sounds like it's not for us, but for his glory. No, but we clothe him upon us. We accept him upon us. So it is said, you shall be as God. So when we work and search for the goal for which we fight, how here exactly can we distinguish if we're fighting for ourselves? What exactly here is for ourselves? What is for the Creator? Should be only for ourselves? It's not for the Creator here. What do you need to do for the Creator? When we say for the sake of the Creator, we're also talking about ourselves. What does that mean? Well, because for the Creator, you can't really do anything. What will you give Him? It's only up to us to create new garments, clothings over our will to receive. Because thanks to having a will to receive created by the Creator, as it says, I created an evil inclination, we can clothe it with corrections, desires to bestow. And then the whole will to receive with its clothing of a will to bestow, Tzimtzum, Masach, Ochozel, screen, restriction screen, reflected light, by that we come to the form Sorry about my pessimism. I too don't see the end of the war, and if I start the war, then I immediately lost, lose. Guys, what are you even saying? What, do you think I didn't experience all of this? What do you share discovering a new world here like I don't know it and of course you don't have strength of course it takes years of course it's not simple what do you have in this world you live at such a time that you've been given the opportunity to, to do everything to see everything so work in the only task that's possible, that's open to a real person, 
Try and come out of the nature in which you were created in. Do you want to feel new galaxies, a new world, new degrees, new levels? Do you want to understand how everything is built, structured? Do you want any of that? Go ahead. You want to feel what is outside of time, outside of space? Go ahead. We have nothing else more to add, to offer you other than that. Kabbalah offers you everything there is to offer. And if you have such periods of time that you're not capable of doing a thing and also don't want to do anything, and even you might want to just die, this is given on purpose in order so that you feel the difference between the states. That's good. Thank you, Rav. The question is, what does it really mean to uh, expect redemption? To expect for redemption, it means that a person still hopes that the Creator will redeem him from the ego and raise him higher. Good morning, Rav. We bless the friends for International Women's Day. The question is, the goal defines the means. Our war with our nature is not really the goal. Love of friends is not the goal. Exodus from Egypt is not the goal. The goal is to reach adhesion with the Creator. How can a person correctly define the goal so as not to deviate even as a hair's breadth from it. Only in the group. Only in the group. If you hold on to one another, then you'll be inside, in the center, aimed towards the goal. Otherwise, nothing will be possible. And I'm not even saying if you're close to the center of the group or not, if you're aimed towards the center or not. The promised land. Only to be together. And in the center we're building to depict the Creator. Thank you. I heard that the main thing is to add to the intensity of the work. On the other hand, it's taking years. So how to increase the intensity over the years? It doesn't take years. It takes exactly as much as you need in order to understand what you want and to agree with it. So how to increase the intensity? 
You only need to decide between each other what your mutual goal is. But but truly, and how you're aimed and directed to it every day. Kramil. We always say each shall help his friend. Is that the meaning of the help of the Creator or the Creator also helps in addition to that? This isn't help of the Creator, this is help of the group. The Creator gives an addition. How is that expressed, this addition? Within the connection between you, this brings an additional force. Uh, I heard you saying that we determine the winner of the war. The Creator always wins the war. What does it mean for us to determine the winner? We know it's a fixed game. He won't win the war until we don't want him to win the war, the war, until we will force him to win the war. The Creator is governed by us. Number 12. And a certain man found him, and behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? And he said, I seek my brothers. Tell me, I pray you, where are they feeding the flock? A man wandering in the field refers to a place from which the crop of the field to sustain the world should spring. And the works of the field are plowing, sowing, and reaping. It is said about that, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. And this is called a field which the Lord has blessed. Baal Aturim explained that a person wandering in the field refers to one who strays from the path of reason, who does not know the real way, which leads to the place he should reach, as in an ass wandering in the field. And he comes to a state where he thinks that he will never achieve the goal he should achieve. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? Meaning, how can I help you? And he said, I seek my brethren. By being together with my brothers, that is, by being in a group where there is love of friends, I will be able to mount the trail that leads to the house of God. And this trail is called a path of bestowal. 
And this way is against our nature. To be able to achieve it, there is no other way but love of friends by which everyone can help his friend. And the man said, they are departed hence. And Rashi interpreted that they had departed themselves from the brotherhood, meaning they do not want to bond with you. This, in the end, caused Israel's exile in Egypt. And to be redeemed from Egypt, we must take it upon ourselves to enter a group that wants to be in love of friends, and by that, we will be rewarded with exodus from Egypt and the reception of the Torah. כן, רב, השאלה ששואל האדם how are they advancing together towards the goal? All of that I want to find. That's considered a field that has been blessed by the Creator. That from that field they come to, to the goal. He sees the fronts are great and on the right, right path, only he is not. He sees that eventually that he is alone, that they are moving forward together, and he is alone. I said that we had this question in the 10, and he's writing here. They drove off, meaning they don't want to connect with you, and that's that caused the people of Israel to go into exile. They are yes. departed. So the question is, how can a person know with certainty that he's entered Egypt? If he is detached from the friends, first of all, if from within his detachment from the friends, he feels that he doesn't have such connection to the Creator, then the state, in fact, it shows him that he's coming out of Egypt. Well, not coming out, but that that he is drawn 
Meaning, what a person comes to learn the study of Kabbalah, he understands that uh, he yearns, well, after a few years, he understands that in order to be in contact with the Creator, which is the reason he came to study, he needs connection with the friends, he feels that he's disconnected from the friends, he starts to work on this connection, and this is the meaning that he's in Egypt. After he discovers that he must have connection with the friends, after that, he begins to see himself in a more correct way. Is he even in the path or not? Because towards the purpose of creation, he has to be connected with everyone with this tight connection. And although now he's not yet prepared for it, but he already understands it and agrees to it somehow, and he's moving towards it. And what is the meaning that he's entered Egypt? What of that tight connection? Because there are many levels of yearning for a tight connection here. The question is, what does that mean that he's entered Egypt? From entering Egypt, he feels that they are all in some type of contact, of connection, and alongside with that, they're experiencing some mutual resistance that there is Pharaoh among you as well that is pushing them apart. And that is how they continue. They continue because there is no choice. They must be together. They must connect among each other. I always recall from Passover a strong impression where from everything that we read, it turns out that, wait, are we even in Egypt? This the question comes up. To be in Egypt means to see that we aren't connected and that we really want to be connected. And then we are in Egypt before the Exodus, before escaping Egypt. Are those discernments sharp in a person? How can a person say, now I'm in Egypt? What he feels, Pharaoh, he feels, he says, oh, this is the Pharaoh that I've been reading about him for years. He feels that there is a force that doesn't allow him to connect to the friends that encompasses his heart with such a, a, a coating that he can't connect heart-to-heart with the friends. And these discernments are clear or strong? Well, more or less, it depends where he is. Uh, I don't know how much, how much you can really ask it, but after how long studying the wisdom of Kabbalah can a person begin to scrutinize that he's in Egypt? It can be after many years that he's scrutinizing that he's not even in Egypt, or after many years 
he's discovering that he's been in Egypt for a, a long time. It's not clear. At the end of the day, he has to reach a state that he feels that he is in Egypt, that he wants to connect with the friends, but he's not capable of doing so. His heart is completely blocked, and then he cries out. He is asking with all his might of the Creator to give him connection to the friends, because only between the connection between them, he has the exodus because between their hearts that's where the evil inclination is the the pharaoh, the king of Egypt that doesn't allow them to connect their hearts and this yearning that he reveals towards the connection with the friends, is that something that did not exist in him? he discovered it as something permanent something a new intensity this is to each and every one, on and off. It doesn't really matter. But the main thing is that he knows that he has to be connected with his hearts to the others. And in the time being, there is a distance between him and the hearts of the friends. And he can't skip this gap. He can't. That is called exile. Thank you. I want to ask in the excerpt, he says that in order to come out of, to be redeemed from Egypt, they take it upon themselves to enter a group that wants to be in love with friends. Only this way you can come out. So what is this action to enter a group? To enter a group is that he is in a ten, that all in all, they have a goal to reach mutual connection so that they'll all be as in one heart. I want to turn this group that's called this thing called the group to something internal that I work with. That's why you're entering for we're all entering the same tent. We all want to detach from the ego, from the forces that are pushing us away from one another, and to delve into connection between them so that there will be only one thing, that love will dwell among them. What does it mean that I've entered the group? That I give them the warmth of our my entire heart in order to connect with them. And how can I be in the group uh, every moment of life? Doesn't matter where I am, what's happening. Constantly be in this group. I'm constantly thinking how to come closer to them in my heart so that they will all enter my heart, that I will enter everyone else's hearts. That specifically by entering a group that has love and friends, then you can enter, they can exit Egypt. So what is it about love of friends that is taking us out of Egypt? 
that we connect our hearts, our desires, our intentions, our goals, in such a way that we become one, just like before the shattering of Adam HaRishon. But we want to come out of, we want to come out of Egypt, what for? We want love of friends in order to come out of Egypt, or we want to come out of Egypt in order to enter connection with the Creator? I don't think there's any difference to come out of Egypt out of an egoistic desire that I think only of myself and taking only my own state into account or that we all want to connect together and to the Creator. That's the same state. So still, what is the that picture we have to have before us that, that we need to be drawn to? This image we want to be drawn to is to be as one. So I don't understand what we're talking about. What is love of friends that everyone is talking about? What is it? How do we come to it? As you describe it, or as it's written here, what is this love of friends? Love of friends is considered that I want to live in the heart of the friends, in the connection between us. To fill them together with me, that we are entirely connected for eternity. And there is nothing that separates us, not in our minds nor in our hearts. That is considered that I want to be in such a state called love of friends. Yeah, I also want it, you want it, everybody wants to be in love of friends. How can we come to love of friends inside the group? Just like it's explained to us in the books, we need to reach love of friends. How, how, how do they explain to us to, to get to love of friends? That to be as one man in one heart. That's that's my question. How to do it? Love thy friend as thyself. When you check to what extent you love yourself, and in the very same way, you're checking if you love the friend. Hey, what's the essence of the action? What do I have to do in the ten? The attitude towards the friends, like it is towards yourself. You love yourself because that's how you were created. Now, you need, with that same attitude, to treat all of your friends. I can't love him as I love myself. It's clear that I can't do it. Nothing is clear. It's it's written that this is how it needs to be. Yeah, but what's the essence of the action? What do I need to do for this to become a routine so I can love the friends in the tent? That you care for him just like you care for yourself. You know that it's impossible. I don't know. I'm telling you what is written. What else is missing? Nothing.
We learn how important is the role of women for the exodus from Egypt. Today is the International Women's Day and we want to scrutinize what is the message that women in the world need to know today relative compared to last year because we, it seems like we're in a new state. I'm not asking about just our CLE but also about women in the world in general. It's written that thanks to righteous women, the people of Israel came out of Egypt. In other words, if we will draw from the will to receive to the will to bestow, our women in the Bnei Baruch group, they will later on also help the men come out of Egypt. That we need to, to have concern, to care. I'm not saying that in these states, first women and then men. But we need to make sure that we will have women with us and that we will go from in order to receive to in order to bestow together that the women will be with us too. That's why we're care, we care for it. And after 20 years of how we were structured, we changed our structure. The time has come. History is already changing. And we want the women to be with us in this entire process and we'll succeed together. So, all the best and have a happy Women's uh, women's Day and rise to the peak of reality. From Bala Sulam, the writings of the last generation. The basis of my entire commentary is the will to receive imprinted in every creature and which is disparity of form from to the Creator. Thus, the soul has separated from Him as an organ is separated from the body. Since disparity of form in spirituality is like a separating axe in corporeality. It is therefore clear that what the Creator wants from us is equivalence of form, at which time we adhere to Him once more as before we were created. This is the meaning of the words, adhere to his attributes, and he is merciful, etc. It means that we are to change our attribute, which is the will to receive, and adopt the attribute of the Creator, which is only to bestow that all our actions will be only to bestow upon our fellow persons and benefit them as much, as best as we can. By this, we come to the goal of adhering to Him, which is equivalence of form, what one is compelled to do for oneself, namely the necessary minimum for oneself and one's family sustenance is not considered disparity of form as necessity is neither condemned nor praised. 
This is the great revelation that will be revealed in full only in the days of the Messiah. When this teaching is accepted, we will be rewarded with complete redemption. Thank you, Rav. We need to reach equivalence of form to bestow upon the friends. So the action to bestow, what does that mean? To bestow to the friends means to, to do good to them. Whatever they want, I help them attain what they want. According to what can I check? According to what you see, to what you understand, you don't need to consider anything and consult with anyone or talk to anyone, but according to what you see. If you see that you can bestow to a friend, so he'll feel good, he'll get whatever he wants, then you make arrangements and you give it to him. We know that if there is no bread, there is no Torah. If a friend has the importance of dissemination, of connection, uh, working in the ten, and he knows that he needs to advance in corporeality, but he has no importance of corporeality, where can one get importance for that? He needs to maintain himself, to su- supply for himself and for his family in, in the way that he was created. Otherwise, he's not keeping the minimal condition of creation. That's it. And if he has, in addition to that, uh, time and energy, he has to give that to Attribute of singularity, which exists in each of us, whether less or more. Although we have clarified that it comes from a sublime reason, that this attribute extends to us directly from the Creator, who is singular in the world and the root of all creations, Still, since the sensation of singularity has settled in our narrow egoism, it affects ruin and destruction until it became the source of all the ruins that were and will be in the world. Indeed, there is not a single person in the world who is free from it. And all the differences are only in the ways it is used for the desires of the heart, for governance, or for honor. And this is what separates people from one another. But the equal side in all the people of the world 
is that each of us stands ready to exploit all the people for his own private benefit with every means at one's disposal without taking into any consideration that he is going to build himself on the ruin of his friend. When? Uh, I don't know. You ask him and talk to him. How can I flip this back? It depends on us. It all depends on us. It doesn't depend on the Creator. Nature is doing it and we need to correct. How can we correct it? How can you suddenly see an opposite form so that people won't exploit each other? That it'll all be uh, great. It's a, we're already tired of it. How do we do it? I still don't know. I didn't make it from the beginning of creation to the end of creation, from the end of creation to the beginning of creation, and I can answer your smart questions. A little bit of a change. How can we create this small change in the world so that we'll be able to... There's no little in spirituality. You have to change everything. Everything. What needs to change? You have to change man from rejection to connection, from hate to love, and then everything will work itself out. That's all of our work. That's all of our work. 